Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Baron Cloth Mother podcast. I am your host, Eric Denton. Today's podcast is going to be a little different than what I normally do. I'm going to simply think out loud about stuff that's been on my mind in the past week or so. And I'm going to start doing this because of the fact that it's really hard to get guests to come on a podcast, in particular a podcast like mine that has low listenership. Whenever I try to get a guest on, I usually just will, I'll find somebody that I think seems interesting or that I've read their work and I'll email them cold and I'll explain what I'm up to and the discussion I want to have. But I understand that on their end, they're thinking, A, I need the time to do this. B, who is this person? And C, what do I even get out of this if this guy has a low listenership? So those are the obstacles that's always in the way of getting a guest on a podcast like this. I've been really lucky so far to have gotten really cool guests, including friends of mine that have just been, I thought, are awesome conversations. Anyways, I'm hoping to get a lot of people coming on in the future And so, yeah, in between them, I'm going to start doing these things. I think this would be cool because it'll give listeners of the podcast a better idea of where I'm coming from and what my thought process is. So whenever I do talk to like an expert about something, you'll have a better sense of what my thought process is going into it. Uh, What are my political allegiances, if I have any? What are my religious allegiances if I have any or if I don't have any. Yeah, so you can get a sense of what's going on in my head before those conversations happen. Anyways, that's the plan. So we'll see kind of how it goes. But today I'm just going to talk about a couple of things that are on my mind, in particular the current Republican primary. I just want to talk about these debates that have happened Uh, I only watch the highlights of these debates generally. I don't watch the full debates because most of it is simply just mush. It's just fluff and it's not really, it's not interesting and it's not really going to change the trajectory of these candidates' path one way or another. So the first debate, though, I will say that obviously if you watched that or saw the highlights, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy seemed to have come out on top. And that's simply because he parroted what Trump would have said had he been there. And in a lot of ways, actually, Vivek Ramaswamy was more Trump than Trump. Anyways, he came out on top, Ramaswamy, and DeSantis was the one that people kind of suspected might come out on top, but he actually floundered quite a bit in that first debate. Still holding his rank as second, I think, in most polls after that debate ended. A very distant second from Trump, by the way. And then this past debate, which was this past Wednesday, it was nobody really came out of this one looking good. It was just kind of a bunch of fluff. And you had a few people mention Trump. I think you had Chris Christie saying that if Trump ducks, keeps ducking these races, he won't be called Donald Trump. He'll be called Donald Duck, which is obviously not funny at all. And it just kind of fell flat in the room. You had Ron DeSantis who kind of attacked Trump a little bit, sort of obliquely. He basically said that Trump should be at these debates to defend his record, which, you know, again, this didn't gain him any traction one way or the other. But the question is, is why does Trump not show up to these debates? And the narrative that Trump puts out there is like, why would I? I'm just 
dominating so much that it doesn't matter if I show up. And that is true. He is dominating these these candidates. And I actually do think that in the end of the day, Trump is going to be the candidate. So it is simply a waste of these candidates' time. However, I don't think that that's necessarily why Trump is dodging these debates. I tend to think that he's dodging these debates simply because of the fact that if he were there, they would have to bring up the four indictments that are against Trump that has a total of 91 charges. And they would have to also bring up the fact that he was recently found liable for sexual assault in New York and also found guilty of defamation to the woman that he sexually assaulted a couple decades ago. I think that that's why he doesn't show up, because if he were there, the moderators would be like, "Okay, so what does everybody think of the fact that Donald Trump did X, Y or Z? And then Trump would inevitably stick his foot in his mouth. I just don't think his lawyers want him anywhere near a microphone at this point where he's off the cuff like that. That's my particular suspicion about this, which given what all I just said there, it's amazing that Donald Trump is the current standard bearer of the Republican Party. This is the party of Lincoln. This is the party of Ronald Reagan. And now it's the party of Donald Trump, who is an obvious charlatan. Recently, also a judge ruled that he's inflating all of his assets. That to me has actually been, it seems like that's been on record for a while. Uh, I'd read a long time ago in a New Yorker article, the ghostwriter of The Art of the Deal said that he used to use this term, Donald Trump would use this term, truthful hyperbole. And that's what he would use whenever he was trying to sell things. Truthful hyperbole is an oxymoron. Basically, what he's saying is a lie. For instance, like if his, if Donald Trump's hotel or his Trump Tower is 56 stories, he tells people that it's 66 stories. He does this with basically everything in his life with complete abandon. It doesn't matter to Trump whether he's lying or not. And that's why it's so frustrating for people people that are paying attention to watch him operate and then still get all of this traction. It's also why it's so frustrating why these Republican candidates that are currently running don't just attack him for all these things. They're so scared of Donald Trump's base, which, yes, it does make sense, but they could, one of these candidates could damage him. They could be an iceberg to his Titanic if he, if they would simply make the case strongly enough and still hold their conservative credentials. For instance, Ron DeSantis could potentially damage Trump, but he chooses not to. And in fact, he's even gone out of his way, Ron DeSantis, to be very cagey on did Joe Biden win the last election? He now says it, that he did. But for a couple of years there, he was just completely cagey on it, knowing full well that Joe Biden did win the last election fair and square. It's just unbelievable the lack of courage that these people have whenever they don't attack Trump for obvious infractions. And Trump, meanwhile, pays no penalty for any lie that he says. And I just find this very frustrating as a viewer of all of this. 
On the other side of the aisle, though, you do have somebody like President Biden who has an impeachment investigation underway by Republicans in the House. The media seems to say that there's a that they have no smoking gun or there's not any evidence against against Biden and his son Hunter, but I don't know. I would argue that there's I don't know if if Biden did anything illegal, but he certainly, while he was vice president, was doing things that were unethical at the very least. I've been reading a book by this New York Post columnist called uh, Miranda Devine. The name of the book is The Laptop from Hell, which outlines what exactly was on Hunter Biden's laptop and how that implicates Joe Biden and everybody in that in Hunter's proximity to some of these shady deals that he was doing with overseas businesses and all these you know weird things on top of which Hunter had a bunch of pictures of him with prostitutes and crazy stuff on on the laptop he was literally filming himself i think smoking crack and stuff which is really weird and then you know he ended up dropping this laptop off at one of those like strip malls where you get your laptop fixed and he left this on the desktop of his laptop which is I guess only a crackhead would do that (laughs) so anyways you have all of that against Biden and I, I simply wish that the media would kind of focus a little bit more on that too because it does look like I don't like when they don't focus on this kind of stuff because it looks as if they're trying to hide something even though I don't believe in like large narratives I'm not a conspiracy theorist of any nature however I do wish that they would sort of focus on that more like on the on the mainstream media or liberal media because it would just look more fair and square as to what they're up to I don't know anyways it just a lot there's a lot going on Right now, I wrote an article on a Substack that I have where I was basically asking the question, who do you vote for if it's uh, between Joe Biden and Trump in 2024? And I come down on the side of Joe Biden regardless of all of this stuff, simply because of the fact that Joe Biden is not a threat to democracy, as far as I can tell. Uh, He didn't incite a riot at the Capitol Trump did. Trump allowed that riot to go on for at least three hours while he sat there and watched basically like a like a king watching a bunch of pitchforks come and attack his rivals, essentially. So at the end of the day, I think that Trump is bad for our institutions. And he foments a populist anger against our institutions. People don't realize that we need these institutions in this country. They're the backbone of how we get things done. Ultimately, it's not the people that are running these institutions. It's the institutions themselves that are going to keep things rolling along. And that's why we need to strengthen them with good people who hold up these institutions' values and they don't continuously attack them and foment populist mobs against them. And I simply think that that's what Trump does on a daily basis, on his truth social, or if he's at a rally, or any of that stuff. And Joe Biden just doesn't have that. He doesn't have a cult following. I voted for Joe Biden, and I will again if I have to. But it's not really a, it's not a 
vote necessarily for Biden. It's more of a vote against enemies of democracy. That's my thoughts as of right now of what's going on in the country. This is sort of a, I've just vomited out everything that's on my mind at this very moment. Keep listening to the podcast. Email me if you have any thoughts about what I've said here or you want me to talk about something in the future. Again, that email address is thebarrencloth.mother at gmail.com. Wherever you listen to this podcast, it'll be embedded right there. Again, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope to see you soon.